Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. So glad you're with us. So thankful you're here. So glad to be your host. We're going to be looking at some disputed, for lack of a better word, uh, things about the Hebrew Bible. And that is the Apocrypha, that which is secret or hidden, what that means, and the Suda Pigrapha. Pseudo means falsely. False writing. So, pseudepigrapha claims to be written from by somebody that it was not written by, and then apocrypha claims to be hidden books, and uh, such as your Greek Orthodox and your Catholic traditions, Roman Catholic, would look at some of the apocryphas inspired, but uh, it is rejected in other traditions, including. Uh, restorationist and Protestant traditions, Nazarene, for the most part. I know some, like when I used to work at Berean at Inter, uh, was it International Theological Seminary, uh, we sold a lot of the uh, like NRSV-type study Bibles with the Apocrypha and RSVs. And I think it was called the New Oxford Annotated. I've done some reviews on that over on our YouTube channel, New Life of Albany, Georgia. And, uh, you know, so they kind of accepted it at least as semi-caniacal or semi-inspired. But let's look at it. We're pages 90 and 91 of the popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible by Holden and Geisler. Just a superior book. I, I'd recommend everybody get it. I wish I had money to give it to every English speaker in the world. It's that good. And if it's translated in other languages, every language. So, let's begin. There's been much dispute throughout church history about the validity and inspiration of the text written between the intertestamental period, the 400-year period of time between the end of the Old Testament and beginning of the New Testament. A lot of great history. Um, I was managing editor of the Premier Study Bible, and uh, so Nelson let us use one of their eight-page intertestamental histories. It's excellent. So the pseudepigrapha, one group of writings that's been universally rejected by all the church is the pseudepigrapha. Now, all the church, like the Ethiopian church, I think, accepts Enoch and stuff like this. These books are seen as unauthentic in regard to the overall content and authorship. The pseudepigrapha works claim to be written by biblical authors and be authoritative, but their contents real nothing of the sort. In the New Testament, so much of like the Nag Hammadi library and uh, the Gnostic Bible and all this, the same thing. Like Gospel of Thomas wasn't written by Thomas. And the Gospel of Judas and all this. These books were written as early as 200 B.C. to as late as 8200. These writings are known in Roman Catholic circles as the Apocrypha, which is not to be confused with the same term used by the Protestant church to identify a completely different group of books see below. Pseudepigraphal books are comprised of visions, dreams, revelations, and the style of apocalyptic literature found in Ezekiel, Daniel, and Zechariah. I find it fascinating, even though like it's in the King James Version, it just merely says Apocrypha. It doesn't give any hint that it's inspired and uh, just doesn't do the same job of in any way of the other parts of the translation. The Apocrypha, a similar book of books known to Protestants as the Apocrypha, meaning hidden or doubtful, have been accepted by some in the church, though others view them as extra-biblical. 
These books were translated in the Greek language and added to the Septuagint in the 3rd century B.C. along with the rest of the Hebrew Bible. Now, it says they were translated in the Greek language. kind of gives the impression they originally may be in Hebrew. Most of them were written in Greek. Close pairing with the Septuagint led some early church fathers to regard the writings found in the Apocrypha as nearly or just as authoritative as the rest of the Old Testament scriptures. Eleven of the fourteen apocryphal books were instituted as inspired canonical texts called deuterocanonical, meaning second canon, by the Roman Catholic Church in 1546 at the Council of Trent during the Counter-Reformation period. Council of Trent was really like 17 different councils over 21 years or something. I was reading, doing some study on that. But uh, notice that's, you know, 1,500 years after the fact. So they didn't even regard it as canonical till then. And it was really kind of almost to slap the Protestants a little bit, protesting, protesting against the Catholic Church. This may have been due to pressures resulting from the Protestant Reformation, Church hoped to present scriptural support for purgatory, prayer for the dead, justification by works, which is found in the Apocrypha but not in Scripture. The discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls at Qumran has given light into the historical view of the Apocryphal books. Interestingly, there were no commentaries found in the caves at Qumran on any book within the Apocrypha, and I think that is significant. Only the canonical biblical books were found written on special parchment in the sacred script. Based on the findings at Qumran, the Apocrypha was not viewed as canonical by the Qumran community. It was only during and after the time of Augustine, A.D. 354 to 430, Augustine of Hippo, Augustine, I still call him Augustine, City of God. I read a couple of his most famous works, and I say I read, I'm in the middle of one of them. Um when he, along with the local councils he influenced, declared the books of the Apocrypha inspired, that they gained wider usage and eventually inclusion of the Roman Catholic Church's canon as infallible. Even here, Augustine's reason for inclusion in the canon appeared to be sentimental and not theological. He declared the books to be canonical because of the glorious martyrs included in the text. By contrast, the books of the Hebrew Bible were received into the canon, quoted often, and had often been generally recognized as inspired and authoritative text. It's also interesting to note that Jesus and the apostles never directly quote from the books of the Apocrypha, even though it's likely that they included it. They were included in the Septuagint Bibles Jesus and the apostles used, doubtful, <laughs> disputed. <laughs> Anyhow, this was because they knew the Apocrypha was not inspired and there had been no prophet to speak to the people by the text on admission. 1 Maccabees 9, 27, and then 14, 41. So even the Apocrypha says, well, there's no prophets around. They were using that process where God kind of spoke uh, from on high. It's called the Bath Kol, daughter of a voice, Bath Kol. And that's how he uh, communicated to Israel directly through the prophets during those times. So anyhow, God bless you. We want to say thank you so much for being with us. Join us. Share with friends, neighbors, church, family. Subscribe. Please leave us a five-star review. Pray for us. 
We need it. We just want to share the gospel with the world. And to share the gospel, it's found in Holy Scripture. We have to uh, encourage people through evidence to believe the veracity of Holy Scripture. Please listen to our playlist. Check that out. And whether it's your first time, 100th time, 500th time, somewhere in between, we just are so appreciative you're here with us. God bless. Keep praying for us. Talk with you later. Bye-bye.